I've been studying all, all week on something different. Uh, I'm doctorally uh, oriented for some reason. I don't know why I always have been. Uh, doesn't mean don't preach to lost people. But uh, I've been perturbed about some things that are going on and what I think is going to be involved in the end of time. I got real upset the other day and, and I called you about it. If you want something to upset you, go to the internet and read Agenda 21 and Agenda 30. And you will see what some people in the world have in store for us. He taught in November of 2019 about the Great Reset that they want to occur in 2030. We'll own nothing and we'll be happy about it. It'll be a one world government, a one world religion, a one world currency. You say it's not reality, it is. And I think part of this clean new deal is part of the introduction to that. I also believe, and we've discussed that, uh, that uh, uh, the the shot itself is is not uh, uh, the mark of the beast, but I think they're conditioning us for that, of whatever it may be. It's something to think about. But I got to thinking about prophecy and, and some things, and I asked the Lord, and I've read different days and nights this week, Lord... Help me divide this. Help me. And I believe, brethren, we can do that to a degree. God has some secret things He's going to keep to Himself. But I believe we can ask God and He'll open our understanding. Because sometimes I just don't have the understanding. From the book of Revelation, I'm not an authority on the book of Revelation, chapter 17. And I'm going to talk about a contrast today between the Lord's bride and also the apostate church. And some people don't like this, but it's still the truth. I'm going to start by saying that the Lord's true church was organized during the personal ministry of Jesus Christ. I believe you can find it being set up in Luke chapter 6, verse 12 on the mountain. I believe we can find that after He put the apostles, He had a church and put the apostles in that and that we also find that He came down and taught them. This is the first public assembly that I see of the Lord's church. That church perpetuated itself, and we find that John the Baptist uh, preached the gospel and preached repentance, and that he baptized people that had evidence of salvation and made them ready for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we find this church is portrayed in the Scripture as a bride dressed in white, which is a sign of purity and cleanliness. And, uh, and I believe, and there's some different views, that the Lord's church uh, will be married to the Lamb one day after a while. I believe it's literal. Some of my brethren don't. And like a, uh, one of my brethren told me, uh, you have the right to be wrong. So, okay, I'll get that. Revelation 17, beginning with verse 1, And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither. I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that set up upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into a wilderness, into the wilderness, and I saw a woman set upon a scarlet-colored beast, having the, of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand 
full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, <coughs> excuse me, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. That's reading right now through verse 6. We're going to talk some more about that. But it talks about this woman. And we've got to know what these symbols are to understand what it's talking about. If it talks, it's not talking about a literal lamb. It's not talking about a literal uh, dragon. But it's a a symbol of these things. So we find this woman that was uh, on the back of this of this scarlet colored beast, which is the direct opposite of the bride of Christ. And we find she was arrayed in purple and, and scarlet colors and uh, had precious stones and abominations and filthiness of her fornication. Now the Lord's church was set up during His personal ministry. We can find, and I'm not going to spend a, a lot of time on details today. It, it would take too long. But we find in 250 A.D. uh, the beginning of a religious organization that is the apostate church. We find that this organization started. We find that in 606 uh, uh, A.D. we find that the empress uh, Dacius, we find uh, under his reign, and we find at some point this woman after 250 A.D. that the bride of Christ was driven into the wilderness and stayed in the wilderness for 1,260 years. We find that the woman came out in about 1510, but this scarlet-colored beast and this woman represents an apostate church, which is not a church. It perverts everything we believe of what a true church is. It brought into existence uh, the doctrine of infant baptism, that babies were to be baptized, in order to put them in the church. We don't believe that, do we? We believe a person has to repent, believe, have the right kind of mind to do that, and then they're baptized into the local body. It brought into a hierarchy of offices that the Bible doesn't teach about. We believe in the office of pastor. We believe in the office of deacon. And we have other offices of convenience in the church, Sunday school superintendent, what have you, and those kind of things. But we find this church also, uh, pervert, this church that's not a church, uh, perverted the ordinances. Baptism is one of them, and the other is the Lord's Supper. These people believe that the Lord's Supper and baptism are both literal. We don't believe that. We believe the Lord's Supper, which will be administered here uh, coming up next Sunday, is a symbolic ordinance. That the, that the wine and, and the unleavened bread are both symbols. We don't believe that you get Jesus into you by taking those ordinances. We don't believe that. Well, there's some people that do. They claim that the head of this organization, and I'm just telling you what history says, we find in Matthew 16, 18, when Jesus said, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I believe he spoke then about building up or edifying. And we find that uh, this organization had at his heads uh, 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 an office of, of that called of the Pope. Now this is just the reality of what's being taught in the world. We find that, that uh, this man, even down the line, I think about 1870 perhaps, I'm not sure of that, uh, became infallible. 
that he cannot do anything wrong. And that uh, this organization can legislate new ideas and new scriptures. We believe we've got everything legislated we need right here, don't we? Right here in the Bible, the Word of God. We believe that we've got uh, the head of our church, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. I love Him, but He is not the head of this church. And He'll agree with that. He, if we all just keep in mind we're all servants of each other, we'd be a lot better off. So we find this organization... Uh, that is not the church, has perpetuated itself. It drove uh, the true church from 250, <coughs> excuse me, what I've already said, to about 1510 in the wilderness. And, and during this time, over 50 million of our type were killed. A man talked to a brother preacher of mine a while back and said, well, I guess we made some mistakes during that time period. He was a member of this organization. He said, 50 million mistakes. Why? Because the people of that day which wore the term Anabaptist would not submit to having their children baptized. They stood in what they believed. I could name you different accounts of things that happened and, and it was portrayed, and I'm, not, and I'm not blaming the Macon County school system, but it was portrayed in school in books that the Crusades were a time of revival and, 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 and all this stuff over in Europe. And brothers and sisters, it wasn't nothing but a bloodbath for our people bloodbath for our people. So this woman has been uh, responsible. The scarlet color uh, is, is a direct opposite of that. And this woman that's arrayed in purple and scarlet full of abominations and filthiness of her fornications. We're going to read on down through there. And the angel said unto me, Wherefore did thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carrieth her, which hath the seven heads and ten horns. She's, it's, it's talking about governments. I'm going to tell you that right now. And multitudes and people. The beast that thou sawest was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. And here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman set up. And some scholars believe that's the seven hills around Rome. I don't think that's what it's talking about. And there are seven kings, five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, <coughs> he must continue a short space. We find in Daniel 2.44, it says, In the days of these kings, talking about the Lord's true church, shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed and will never be left to other people. And we find uh, that it names, and, and I, I had to write this down because of my very poor memory, and my wife may say amen, but uh, 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 we find that those kingdoms, not necessarily in the correct order, the Egyptian, the Assyrian, the Persian, Greece, Babylonian, and then we find in the days of these kings talking about the Roman Empire. Now we find the Scripture teaches us in verse 11, the beast that was and is not, he is of the eighth and is of the seven and goeth into perdition. The seventh, the Holy Roman Empire, it's not a nation that will be the eighth, but it is this organization that is this apostate church. It has continued to have preeminence in the world. And you, and you know what I'm talking about. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but received power as kings one hour with the beast. They have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. 
These shall make war with the Lamb, the Lamb shall overcome them, for He is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with Him are called and chosen and faithful. And He saith unto me, The waters which thou sawest, where the whore setteth, are peoples, multitudes, and kindreds, and tongues. That's where this thing is setting at. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, they shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh, and burn her with fire. They're going to turn before time is over on this whore. They're going to turn over. They're going to turn on this organization. I believe what is happening today, and it's not progressed as far as some perhaps wicked has, is we're seeing a development of what I said when I started of a one world government. That's what the, a one world government that will encompass the entire world. There's going to have to be a one world religion that I believe this apostate, satanic organization will be promoting because they can't have churches like ours operating. That's just not going to work. Then we find a one world currency. Uh, there, will be, there, there will be no more, and I don't know what's going to happen, there will be no more cash like we use our coins. Now me and Brother Black will talk, and I don't know. Some have thought it was a microchip. Some thought it was this. I don't know what it will be, but it's coming down the turnpike. But it's a one world government financial system, and the Lord's church will have no place in that. We can, we can, and the day will come, they won't let us worship like we do now. That's what I believe. For God hath put in their hearts to fulfill His word and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast and the words, <clears throat> until the words of God shall be fulfilled. And the woman which thou sawest is the great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. Babylon is referred to many times in this sense. The word Babylon. We look at the word Revelation. And John was able to see some things that were going to occur in the future. We find from the Greek word, revelation means apocalypse. And we find in the Latin word that it means revelato. We look at the word ecclesia. Here's another word perverted in the world by many organizations. And ecclesia is a church. What is a true church? It's, it's a local visible body of baptized believers that have coveted themselves together for the purpose of honoring and worshiping God. It is not, as been proposed by this group and many others, an invisible body. There are people that wear the name Baptist that teach people to get saved, and they're put into a big invisible church, which is nothing but a lie, and that baptism is an answer to a good conscience. It is, 1 Peter 3.21. But we believe that people are baptized into the local body. I appreciate what Brother Ricky White put on Facebook. A friend of mine told me, you need to stay out of that conversation. You just need to stay out of it. But he put on there uh, some things that are reality uh, of today of people. And people, if you've been saved, you need to be a member of the Lord's church. And he put on there, and I can't reconstruct the essence of it, but he believes what I do. I was directed by the Lord to join here. Do I believe you have to? No, the Bible doesn't teach that. Oops, it don't. Nope, it don't. There's a commandment there. The commandment is to follow the Lord in baptism. Ever thought about that? I asked somebody one time, does a person have to be directed by the Lord to take the Lord's Supper? No. Do you have to pray to be directed? If you want to, you can. But next Sunday, it is a commandment. Jesus said, this do in remembrance of me. So if your life's in the right kind of shape, and if it ain't, you need to get it in shape before then, you need to take that supper next Sunday. 
We're planning on being here if I'm not sick. And I'm planning on being here sick. Brother Don Rush had fun with me only being here on conference days. And I haven't even done that lately. I, I stay pretty busy. But, uh, but, but we find that the, <coughs> the true church was driven in the wilderness. I've been said that twice between 250 and 1510. When Martin Luther when Martin Luther put his thesis on the door, about 1550, I think, of his complaints against this apostate church, the Reformation began. And things began to turn around from that. But if you want to read a whole lot, if you, and, and we've got a book at home, and there may be one here called The Trail of Blood by Dr. J.M. Carroll, and it tells about the history of the Lord's church. And people think we've always wore the same name. We have not. But our doctrine's been the same. They were Anabaptists. They were Waldens. You can find different names. But there's a mark all the way down through time that they taught the same things we did today, and that's what's important. The doctrine, the teachings of the church. Pagan Rome was going to try to stamp out Christianity. Satan failed at that. So what's going... So the next development was, with the eighth coming out of the seventh, is that papal Rome, the papal head would emerge and try to utilize that. But that's going to fail too. It's like a ball game we don't know the outcome of. The wounds that the uh, pagan head, that, that, that it's always existed, but it was broken pieces, so to speak, and, and we find that this uh, papal that this was this was these wounds were healed according to what the scripture tells us. These things are going to happen. I believe one day after a while that the bride of Christ in heaven will have special significance. It's arrayed in white. It's arrayed in white. It's pure and it's clean. And you ought to have desire to be part of it. The apostate church has been in the world. There's been many organizations spun off from that. And I'm just telling you, they just, they just don't teach the right things. When you start teaching that baptism is in, is in order to obtain, you're wrong. Baptism is an answer to a good conscience, for example. But baptism is an entrance to the Lord's church. And we believe that repentance and faith are what it takes to be saved, don't we? Next thing you ought to do is Follow the Lord in baptism. Again, I'm going to go over the Lord's Supper. You need to try to take it next time. Jesus said, do it. This is in remembrance of me. When we take the unleavened bread, we're to think about the broken body of Jesus. Don't be thinking about you're going to get a $5 fill-up at KFC. You're eating and drinking damnation to yourself, the Bible says. When you take of the, uh, the liquid element here next Sunday, what are you supposed to be thinking of? The blood of Jesus. And if we don't take it that way, we'd be better off not to. Right. But we need to do that. This do. And I think I was part of the, the agreement to start observing the Lord's Supper here twice a year. But this organization that I've talked about with this woman, purple and scarlet, sitting on many waters on the back of the government, it's all going to be hooked up somehow. I don't understand fully all of it. But I'm telling you, it's going to happen one day after a while. I, we, I may live to see it. I don't know. But the thing to do is to be ready. 
whenever time ends. Time's going to end. People act like they don't think it's going to. I believe in the one true church. I make no bones about it. I was at a service last Sunday, and, and it was it's billed as a non-denominational service. And that's another story, but excuse me. And this man, I thought he was I thought he was one of Brother Bingy's former members, but he wasn't. But he made the statement, and I may have took it out of context, but I didn't like it. He said there wouldn't be no Baptist in heaven. Do what? And I think what he meant was there would be no denominations in heaven. And I thought about saying it, but I didn't. That I'm going to tell you that there's one going to be up there, pretty close to front, and his name is John. And God gave him his name. Elder F.W. Lambert made the statement one time, God warned him a Baptist, and he made him one. You mean you believe that Baptist is the truth? I sure do. I think it wears different names. There's people that wear just the name. It's, it's the doctrine, the principles now. I'm not being facetious about this, but I think that the doctrine of repentance and faith is important. You do too. The doctrines of the church are important. Baptism, the Lord's Supper, the second coming of Jesus. These things are all important, and there is no room for compromise. No, there's not. You're going to get saved, you're going to have to meet the conditions of the gospel. Repentance and faith in the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's how you get saved. And then the next thing you ought to do, if you hadn't done it, you ought to do it today. You ought to follow the Lord in baptism. You've got to watch the play on words sometimes. That's what's got me in trouble on Facebook. <laughs> it's, it's a play on words because it doesn't say unite with the church in the Bible. It doesn't say some things that we use as slang, but we're to be baptized. Why? It's the entrance into the Lord's church. On that thread Brother White was, was looking at, we had a pastor of a church down toward Nashville. I don't know what's wrong with him, but he gave an answer that this wasn't the right kind of answer on that baptism question. It's an answer to a God. My conscience was never good until I saw the Lord in baptism. I came up here one Sunday, and I felt the need to do that, and I did. I've never regretted that. If you've not, and if you've been saved, let me tell you, if you've been saved and you've got peace, that's all you're going to get. Peace with God. It's wonderful to laugh or to cry or, to cry or ever have people react. I believe I'm a member of the church just like Jesus set up. I really do. Why? Because of, it coincides with the Bible and the things down through history. Not all of the history is 100% intact, and I won't go into that. But now, it's important to be a member of the Lord's church. We need to be aware of these things in the world. You need to be aware of what's going to happen in the world. It got to worry me. That's why I called you. It got to worry me the other day. Here's what I think is going to happen. I don't think I'm far off, and you don't either. God bless you. God bless this church. I appreciate your prayers. My preacher brethren that are here today, whatever God has for you to do, you need to do it. Whatever it is, we're all different. Brother Mike Scott does an excellent job with his Sunday school lesson and, and his thoughts and some of the rest of you. Brother Thrums have got a radio broadcast that he does know. And whatever you may do, you need to be active in doing that. When, when you study, it's like pouring gas on the fire. You want to expound. I don't think I'm the best thing ever been. Don't get me wrong. But you want to expand. When you expound, you're going to need to study some more too. You know what they say? Well, he preached the same thing four or five times. Yeah. Some, they don't think that. Well, sure they do. Thank you, Brother Blackwell. I'll turn the service back over to you.